This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. I'm Dina Marie. Great to have you joining us. If you're listening on a podcast platform today, we are grateful that you're joining us. Hopefully you're tuned in on the Hail Mary media app. It's a free download on your mobile device. So please go to Hail Mary media and you can download this app where this Faith Moments podcast and many others, as well as prayers and novenas, access to Catholic news. It's just a beautiful resource that has come out of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. So welcome you and welcome to Ordinary Time. It is a beautiful season in the church. And I heard one priest say, you know, we look at that color uh, that's represented in Ordinary Time, the color green, to remind us of all of the blessings, all of that we've learned in the previous season. So what have we, we just been going through a beautiful 50 days of Easter. Before that, we had the preparatory season of Lent. And before that, we had a few weeks of ordinary time in the beginning of 2023. So now, as we enter into the summer season, where there can be for a lot of people, distractions, there might be summer vacations, there might be changes in your schedule. If you've got kids at home, you've got maybe summer camp or vacations, but never take a vacation from the Lord, never take a vacation from the word. I mean, that's why I love these resources like this right here. I'm using the word among us, the Magnificat, any time that I have traveled, I travel with one of these devotionals and I like the book version. I know all of you or many of you might have your apps and I just I just highly promoted the Hail Mary media app. But sometimes you go to places that don't have internet service and don't have Wi-Fi. I remember a few mo- a years ago, I was in Santa Cruz and the Franciscan Missionary Sisters have a beautiful, beautiful retreat center. It's called St. Clair's Retreat. Well, they're up in the Redwood Forest and there is no cell service. And so I really, I really relied upon these paper printed missiles and resources. So you always have the daily readings. So wherever you're going, you might be on a plane for several hours. You might be in the car for several hours or on a train or a bus, or you might be walking, you know, the Camino, but you've got your resource here of the daily readings, the mass, the prayers of the church. So you never can be away from the word. And I just really encourage you don't ever get away from the word of God. Make sure that you're reading 
on a daily basis scripture. You know, the church makes it so easy. It she makes it so easy for us that if you're thinking, well, how do I get a daily scripture schedule? You know, all you need to do is start with the readings of the day in the daily mass, you know, and we cover on this podcast, Faith Moments, the Sunday readings, because those Sunday readings lead us into the week. We don't end our week with Sunday. And sometimes that's how we look at things. Sometimes that's how the calendar looks. And we just, we kind of work, 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 Monday through Friday, Saturday's this play day and Sunday's a catch up day. No, Sunday is the Lord's day. Sunday is the day that, that refreshes us, that renews us. How do we get renewed? One with the word. That's why Holy Mass has two parts the liturgy of the word, and then the liturgy of the Eucharist. So the Lord is going to feed us with his word, and then he's going to feed us with himself. If we are properly positioned to receive the Holy Eucharist, we come in a state of grace. We've recently received absolution through confession in the sacrament of confession. You know, our hearts are open to receive the food the Lord has given us, and that's his body blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. So it's two parts. We need the word to open our heart, to lead us into how we're to live our lives. And then we can reflect, well, when I haven't lived that way, and I've maybe fallen short, which happens to all of us, we're all sinners, but the Lord has provided a way for us to receive his forgiveness. And that is in that beautiful sacrament of confession. So here we are in the 11th Sunday in ordinary time, and it's Sunday, June 18th, right in the middle of the um, year, and we're entering into the summer season. And in fact, today, I want to just recognize the fathers, our, our birth fathers, our priestly fathers, those men in our lives who have acted as a father figure to us, and as we close... Lord willing, I'll remember a special prayer to our father, St. Joseph, who was the father to Jesus here on earth. So let's pray for the needs of our fathers today and for respect and dignity to be restored to fatherhood in this country, the United States, and all over the world. Let's begin with this beautiful entrance antiphon that's proclaimed on this Sunday. O Lord, hear my voice, for I have called to you. Be my help. Do not abandon or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Our first reading for the 11th week in ordinary time comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 19. In those days, the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai and pitched camp. While Israel was encamped here in front of the mountain, Moses went up the mountain to God. Then the Lord called to him and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, Tell the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians, and how I bore you up on eagles' wings, and brought you here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people, though all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. The word 
of the Lord. The Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 100. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Know that the Lord is God. He made us. His we are. His people, the flock he tends. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. The Lord is good. His kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. The second reading is the letter to the Romans from St. Paul, chapter 5. Brothers and sisters, Christ, while we were still helpless, yet died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more, once reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Not only that, but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now received reconciliation. The Word of the Lord. The Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 9. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these, first Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I was reflecting on this readings, the word came chosen. You are chosen. 
we are a chosen people. And certainly over the last several years, the um, much of the world, particularly on the on the social media platform, has been interested and taken notice of the chosen TV series on the life of Jesus Christ. This is an adapted look into the life of Christ and his companions and I admit I've only seen the first two seasons. I haven't gotten into season three yet, but this idea of chosen, we are chosen by God. And that's so important to think of that you, you are chosen. You are a chosen son. You're a chosen daughter of the king. And we hear a little bit about this relationship being explained and over the centuries, over millennia, God continues to show himself more and more, more and more closely to the people. But here, through Moses, who was chosen to be a leader to the people at a particular time in God's revelation of who he is, the love he has for his creatures, and and the the Lord tells Moses to tell the people. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice, if you listen to me and keep my covenant, do what I've commanded. Follow the Ten Commandments. You know, follow these, these ways of loving God and loving neighbor, not abusing our relationships, but in a loving relationship. You shall be my special possession. You shall be that special son, that special daughter, dearer to me than all other people. The Lord is setting up this group from the Israelites to be those chosen people. So the day that Jesus is born through the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's able to walk with the people. When God actually walks with his people, he will have that relationship with the Jewish community. And, and the Lord says, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation set aside for a holy purpose. We have a holy purpose and plan for our lives. You know, so many people are drawn to depression, anxiety, worry, this suffering, a suffering of the mind because there's a lack of purpose. It's not that there's a lack of purpose, but you you have a perception that there's a lack of purpose, that these individuals that are filled with depression and anxiety and loneliness and go to addictions and go to violence, whether it's self-afflicted violence, such as suicide and all of the addictions to violence outside, you know, these violent actions taken against others against organizations, you know, attacks against the church, attacks, attacks against our, our, our religious. But this is all a false perception because you all, each individual is created in the image and likeness of God for a holy purpose. But many, unfortunately, don't know of that purpose. Maybe they've never heard of that purpose. And the only purpose they've heard of is death and destruction and evil that comes from a culture of death. And yet the Lord has promised this beautiful promise 
to his people. We are his people, Psalm tells us, the sheep of his flock. It says, know that the Lord is God. He has made us. The Lord has made us. Not science and engineering. Science and engineering have a place to help us discover through the mind, through the heart, through reason. What are the ways that we help the life of each individual human being to be the best it's been created to be? We're not creating new things from that science and technology. You know, the Lord creates and gives us the ability to think. Through the Catholic Church, we have mathematics and we have science and we have astronomy. We have all of these beautiful sciences that use what God has given us to really, when you really go look down to it and look up to it, look at it, it's look what the Lord has given us, this beautiful mind to appreciate, to praise, to worship, to care for one another, not to kill one another, not to, to offend one another. And yet this culture of death has done just that to even uphold laws that legalize intentional killing of another human being or the intentional killing of myself. The Lord has created us for a holy and good and true and beautiful purpose. He made us his, we are the people, the flock he tends. These are such beautiful images of this flock of sheep but you need a shepherd. You need a servant leader to guide, to protect, certainly from the wolves and the coyotes that will come and prowl. There are prowling lions around these poor defenseless sheep, but these sheep have been created for a holy purpose. In the gospel of Matthew, we get this beautiful sending so God is sending his disciples. And in the prior verses of chapter nine, there's a lot of healings that go on. There's a lot of examples of Jesus's power of healing, forgiving sins. Even the dead come back to life. A little girl is brought back to life. And but the crowds, this is very interesting because I see the crowds that are referred to in this gospel of Matthew chapter nine aren't much different than the people of today. The crowds are troubled and abandoned. They're like sheep without a shepherd. How many people in our culture, in our, in our country, in our world, are just wandering aimlessly without a real leader, without a real guide? They're looking to social media. They might be looking to politics. They might be looking at the stars or science for the leadership. But you need a leader of the heart, a leader who the most sacred heart of Jesus and the most immaculate heart of Mary to guide you in your way. But these people have been abandoned. People are being used as instruments and objects, as numbers, as votes, as statistics. No, these are human souls with a body, mind, and spirit. They have a soul. They have an intellect. They've been created in the image and likeness of God. They are not disposable. People from the moment they've been conceived are not disposable. And yet our culture has said that we can be disposable. We can just dispose 
just like a piece of litter or trash. How much trash have you seen built up on the streets, on the highways and the byways in your own neighborhoods and communities? I remember growing up, you would never think of throwing trash out the window. And I've just seen that escalate. It's a disintegration of respect, a respect of things, and now a disrespect for human life that has grown and grown. And Jesus comes to this group of people who are troubled. They don't have a leader because the leaders, we hear about the Pharisees and the scribes, they're so mighty and knowledgeable about all of the rules and regulations of the church that people just can't make it. They just can't be that good. 600 and some ways of washing cups and doing this and doing that, the people just can't do all of that. And so they're, they're, they're outcasts, they're tax collectors, they're sinners, they're prostitutes, they're robbers, they have leprosy, they're poor, they're outcasts. And Jesus tells this band of brothers who have been traveling with them, seeing what the good Lord has done through Jesus in these healings, in this miraculous way of, of bringing about new life. He says, the harvest is abundant. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of souls that need to be saved, but the laborers are few. Those who are willing to roll up their sleeves and work and just work. I am so amazed. And I grew up, you work, you work for what you need. If I wanted to have a new pair of jeans, I was going to work babysitting money. I started working a job by my sophomore year in high school to work to make that little extra money. If I wanted something special, I knew I had to earn it. I needed to put some sweat equity into it. So yeah, I flipped. Well, I didn't flip the burgers, but I, I took the, the drive through window at McDonald's. You know, as a, as a high school kid, I knew I show up on time. In fact, I come a little early. I clean my uniform. I, I'm respect, I, I respect having this job and I respect those who have employed me. And I work with a good work ethic. And I don't see that, unfortunately, in our culture today, that there's just this entitlement that I should just be getting this or that or the other, the laborers are few. Those who are willing to work, not just to get paid. Oh, just pay me. Are you going to do anything? What are you going to do? Are you willing to volunteer? Are you willing to volunteer and just spend time because it's the right thing to do to give of your time and not worry about what the exchange is? Because we're going to hear at the end, the kicker. This is the kicker. Jesus is telling the disciples, so ask the master, so pray, so pray that the master of the harvest will send out laborers to the harvest. He will equip those who will go out and proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand. And so we hear this calling and this sending out of the 12. We get their names in this account of Matthew Jesus gives them particular authority. So we hear that they can cure, they can cast out evil spirits and cure diseases and illness. And, and they say, just go, Jesus says, just go to 
the Jews, the Israelites. Don't go to these parent pagan territories. We know later that once they receive the Holy Spirit, they're going to go to all nations. But right now, focus on my chosen. Focus on the chosen ones that we heard about in our first reading. But this is what Jesus says, without cost you have received. Everything that we have, our mind, our body, comes from God. And without cost, you're to give. We give back because of the abundance that we have received. And we go to make this proclamation, the kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus was instructing these disciples to do. And we're being sent out in exactly the same way in how we live our daily lives. There's some really beautiful meditations in the conversation with God. This is volume three for ordinary ordinary time. And here's just a few things to think about. And this really challenges me. So I'm bringing it up because it's something I'm going to be thinking more about. The words of Jesus, the harvest is great and the laborers are few, should bring us to examine ourselves each day. What have I done today to make God known? Have I spoken to anyone about Christ? What apostolate have I done? Am I concerned for the salvation of friends and colleagues? Do I realize that many might come closer to God if I were more daring and gave better example in fulfilling my duties? And that's a hard one. Maybe in your work, maybe in your school environment. We're getting into political season again. I see uh, there's signs for campaigns in our local area. Are you going to speak the truth, goodness, and beauty in these environments so people know you're a Catholic, so people know you believe in Jesus Christ? The following words of St. John Chrysostom may help us to see in our prayer whether we are too easily excusing ourselves of the call to be an apostle as Jesus and God wishes. There is no one colder than a Christian who is uninterested in the salvation of others. You must not use your poverty as an excuse. The widow who gave her might will excuse you. Peter himself said, gold and silver, I have none. And Paul was so poor that often he suffered hunger and was lacking in what he needed to live. You must not use as an excuse your humble background. They too were humble of modest background, nor should you let your lack of knowledge be an excuse. They were unlettered men, slave or, or fugitive. You must do what you can. Such was Onesimus and be mindful of his vocation. Do not use your poor health as an excuse. Timothy was frequently ill. Each of us can be useful to our neighbor if we do all that we can. We want to be faithful to God. We will be if we do all we can by God's grace. There's a beautiful quote from St. John Chrysostom. Prayer is the most effective means of winning new disciples. All Christians should pray that God send laborers into the harvest. If we ask God for vocations, we will ourselves feel more obliged to be daring in our apostolate thus winning reapers for the harvest. We're chosen, we're called, we are those laborers. Work 
hard for the harvest with God's grace, God's mercy. He will give you what you need. He will equip you with what you need to be the light that somebody needs to see to grow closer to Jesus Christ. Let us pray with this prayer. It's a memorare to St. Joseph in honor, particularly for the needs of all of our fathers. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help and sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.